the mask mandate for airlines is still intact for at least a few more weeks, probably longer. It's probably going to be months, if not years. The Biden administration is extending. Can we just take the masks off on the airplanes like everywhere else in the country? That's coming up. The subway shooter, the rampage, shooting rampage in Brooklyn. The suspect finally apprehended, but no thanks to the politicians, no thanks to Governor Hochul or Eric Adams, who were so incompetent. We'll get into that coming up. And can I just say this? This shooter, this man who went on this rampage in the subways and was at large for 30 hours, had New York City on edge. Many of these people who commit mass shootings, they post videos online like spewing hatred all sorts of threats, violence, hate. This man had a YouTube channel that was like filled with hate. How does he not? He was talking about getting like exterminating humanity and threatening to kill people. How does he not get flagged by YouTube? How does he not get censored? But Trump does. How do you explain the fact that Trump gets banned and gets suspended? But like these violent monsters, they can just have these YouTube channels. Can somebody please explain that? All right. Inflation has hit a 40-year high. Thank you, President Biden. Oh, no, no, it's Putin. Don't blame Biden. It's Putin. Of course, inflation was way out of control before Putin ever invaded, but they're calling it the Putin price hike. So now inflation, literally, we're back to the Carter years. Inflation has hit 8.5% in March, and Amazon has created now a new inflation surcharge. You cannot make this stuff up. I'm not kidding. That's what they're calling it, the inflation surcharge. They should call it the Biden surcharge. Amazon has announced a 5% fuel and inflation surcharge to third-party sellers. So they are going to charge third-party sellers now an inflation surcharge, the Biden surcharge. First, Dollar Tree became Dollar 25 Tree, thanks to Biden. Not kidding. Then Uber added a Biden fuel surcharge. I'm calling it that. They're calling it a fuel surcharge. And now Amazon... And you know what the liberals are saying? They're saying Amazon is greedy. No, I'm not joking. This actually was said by some liberal think tank. Why is Amazon charging this extra fee? Because they're greedy. Well, I don't remember Amazon being greedy under Trump. Funny how they just got greedy. You have inflation out of control. Gas prices have skyrocketed 48%. In the past 12 months, gas prices have gone up 48%. That is stunning. That, that, that like doesn't, that, that never happens. And Amazon is just so greedy. They actually want to not lose money. They actually want to turn a profit. Right, meanwhile, Biden is blaming Putin. Literally, he said it again. And it's a lie. It, it is factually incorrect. It is like completely, it's not even debatable if you just look at the numbers. Number one, Europe. And this, somebody made this point. Europe gets more oil from Russia than the United States, and yet in Europe right now, inflation is way, way less. Inflation is not even close to the United States in Europe. It's where in the in the U.S. it's off the charts, but uh, they get a lot more. If anything, they should have been hit much, hit much harder by the Putin inflation and the Putin price hike. And number two, and even the mainstream media is turning on Biden. Even CBS News and CNN are both saying, well, Biden is blaming Putin, but the facts don't reflect that. And uh, by the way, inflation before Putin ever invaded, inflation had hit 8%. Inflation is now at 8.5%. It was basically at 8% in January before Putin ever invaded. So by far the vast bulk of inflation happened before Putin ever invaded. It's not the Putin price hike, it's the Biden price hike. And meanwhile, 
bombshell Jen Psaki, White House press secretary, who's, by the way, jumping ship in a few weeks to join MSNBC. Jen Psaki is actually admitting that it is the government's fault, that it's Biden's fault because of all the government spending. And, of course, the media is going to bury this. But she said now she, – she actually said this on Wednesday. There was no other choice. Yes, we had no other choice. We had to spend the money. Yes, inflation is a result of all the massive government spending, all the social socialist programs. Those were not her words, but that's what she was saying. But we didn't have a choice. What do you want from us? What do you want? You want that? You want basically the country to go bankrupt? Remember, first it was transient inflation. Remember that this is only temporary. It's a little hiccup. It's not going to last. That was the beginning. It was transient inflation. So what did they do? They spent trillions of dollars in stimulus money and in infrastructure bills. Trillions of dollars, and we kept saying uh, this is a bad idea. This is how you boost inflation out of control is by government pumping all this money that we cannot afford. And so what? No, no, it's just transient. It's just temporary. Don't worry. The inflation is going to go away. So that's what happened. And, then, and, and, and so they spent trillions of dollars. And then they said that's actually going to prevent inflation. That was the biggest lie of the century when Buttigieg and others said, no, 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 the infrastructure bill, it's going to it's going to take away inflation. This is actually going to, to, to counteract the inflation, which is absurd. So now Jen Psaki is admitting it was the spending. But she's saying, listen, what do you want? We had no choice. Well, that's not what you said at the time. At the time, you assured us that we had nothing to worry about. Inflation was not going to be an issue by now, which everybody knew was a, was a lie. Here is a quote from Jem Psaki, quote, The alternative would be we would have gone into a massive economic downward spiral. Many Americans would not have had enough food to put on the table. So one second, it went from being a transient inflation to being, oh, yeah, well, of course we knew that we were going to increase inflation. They told us it was going to decrease. And, but you want people to not put food on the table. You didn't tell us that at the time, and it makes no sense. What are they saying? The economy was slowly recovering, right? And they sent back the economy recover, economic recovery by years. And what are they saying now? Well, we had to crush the economy because we had to help people put food on the table. What do you want? What do you mean? You made it the opposite. You made it impossible. It's harder than ever now for people to put food on the table. What, what, what are they saying? Well, what do you want? We had to crush the economy because people were hurting economically. So we had to make it even more difficult for them. And I need to mention one thing. You know, there's a conservative talk show host, well-known talk show host. I've heard him say numerous times, he said, wow, Biden has made such a big mess. He said, I didn't think he could make such a big mess so quickly. And I credit this host. He's admitting it. He's saying, listen, I didn't think that it was possible for Biden to make such a, to make things so bad this quickly to do so much damage. I thought that it would be limited. You know, the government's you have a certain structure of government and even the most incompetent president ever. I didn't think he could do this bad a job. But now he's admitting, yes, he did. And I heard him say this early on, by the way, I literally early on. And, and why I find this funny is because I said this uh, way before Biden was ever elected. I said this as soon as Biden took office. I said he could do so much damage so quickly. I expect, fully expected, I expected Iran to be developing a nuclear weapon. I'm not surprised at all about Putin and and certainly the border and the economy. So as you know, and if you listen to this show, you know that this is something we were predicting. And this is what this host said right in the beginning. He said, listen, the government has a structure in place. Yes, this man is by far the most incompetent president, even in his good days. And certainly now that he's way past his prime and and they have to wake him up for, for you know, for lunch after after nap time and he has no idea what's going on and he has to look at his notes to, to remember the name of the reporter. 
uh, and he has to read his notes to answer simple questions like what you have for breakfast. But I heard this talk show host say, listen, the government has a structure in place. So there's a limited the president. There's a limitation to how much any one man, even the president, can do because there's a whole infrastructure surrounding him. And I honestly at the time I said that just doesn't make any sense to me. And here's what's really frightening is that nobody is responsible. I've said this before, is that the only man who's getting his reputation totally, totally decimated is Joe Biden. Even Jen Psaki and even Biden's, even Lincoln, all of these Biden advisors, they're going to be able to mostly sustain this. It's only Biden. And Biden, he just does whatever they tell him to do. He's a puppet. So this old elderly man who just really doesn't really know what's going on is the only one who has any incentive. Nobody has any incentive to fix this mess. And that's a very, very terrifying Scenario, best case scenario, you know, to me, it's possible that there are nefarious people behind the scenes, as I've said before, who they actually want the the economy to tank. They want open borders. They want Democrat voters who come illegals to come in and have children and those become Democrat voters or maybe the illegals themselves probably become Democrat voters because they let all these illegals vote now. And they want, you know, it could be George Soros. There might be people in the White House, operatives of George Soros. And he's paying them millions and millions of dollars to basically crush the economy because then they can implement all these social programs, which is the fantasy of the of the far left. All right. Welcome to the Politics Week in Review on the Vin News Podcast Network. We may do it twice a week, but we're going to call it the Week in Review, the Politics Week in Review. We'll see what happens. Here's an actual headline in the mainstream media. Ayatollah of Iran says nuclear talks progressing well. Ayatollah Khomeini says the nuclear talks are progressing well. Well, isn't that just peachy that the Ayatollah, that the Ayatollah thinks that the nuclear talks are progressing well? All right, this is so silly. As I always say, the mainstream media, this was a headline in Barron's. This is a headline in Barron's, which is a mainstream media publication. Ayatollah says nuclear talks progressing well. They treat the Ayatollah like he, like, like like his opinion actually matters and this is number one this is not what we want okay if the ayatollah says that the talks are progressing well then you better just tear up the deal right now in fact i'm not surprised because biden's caving in making all sorts of insane concessions so of course the ayatollah thinks the talks are going well like that, that that's the biggest red flag i've ever seen but like don't you love how it's almost comical that like the Ayatollah, his quote becomes a headline. Like the Ayatollah Khamenei, it's like quoting the head of Al-Qaeda. Like, I mean, it, it, you're, this is a vicious terrorist monster. Can you imagine like like a headline in, 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 in the mainstream media? Al-Qaeda chief says he is pleased with new CIA policy on terrorism. I mean, how can anybody take this stuff seriously? Ayatollah says that the peace talks are progressing nicely. And by the way, speaking of the nuclear... Uh, negotiations, the nuclear deal. Uh, Biden is now saying that he is not going to remove the terrorist label from the IRGC. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not holding my breath. That could be a negotiating tactic. So it's a good sign. I guess it's a positive sign. And 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 I do want to mention, you know, there is a silver lining, you know, because obviously we're focusing on some of the negative here and it's hard not to. Let's be honest. Biden makes it very difficult not to focus on the negative because, I mean, the country is in shambles. Thanks to Biden. But the positive is that the country is going to hopefully rebound. And you got the midterm elections coming up, which will hopefully be a Republican sweep. There is a shift. The pendulum is shifting dramatically back to the right. And people are seeing the dangers, the catastrophic socialist policies here. So, you know, I, I think overall, it, it, it is, there is a lot of positive. There is a major silver line. And we just not need to be patient and hope that the country doesn't go bankrupt before the November 
midterms. All right, speaking of which, the federal government collected a record amount in taxes once again, the first half of fiscal 2022. Fiscal 2022 is October through October, so it's already six months, and the government collected a record $2.1 trillion in total income taxes, which, again, they told us the Trump tax cuts was going to somehow decrease government revenue. Government revenue is at record highs because tax cuts always boost income taxes. That's what's amazing. Tax cuts, you, they, they, the government, it actually boosts government revenue because, well, you know the whole story because trickle-down economics, companies are saving more money, they're pumping back that into their employees, and then the employees are earning more money, paying more in taxes, so everybody kind of wins. But despite that, the government still ran a massive deficit, $660 billion deficit in just the first six months of the year. So they're on track here for well over a $1 trillion deficit. That's funny because Biden was the guy who's cutting the deficit, right? That's one of the very few things that he actually claims that he's proud of. We're on track right now to bring in $4.2 trillion in taxes for the year, which is a huge amount of money. Do you realize how hard it is to run an over a trillion dollar deficit when you're bringing in that kind of money, but somehow the Democrats, Biden, are finding a way. All right, so let's get to this terrorist attack in Brooklyn, this subway shooter. This man shot, I believe, over 20 people. There are other people injured by his smoke bomb, but, uh, you know, amazingly, you know, nobody was killed, but it was obviously horrific, horrific. I mean, there was just lots of blood everywhere, obviously this many people being shot in a very small space, and it was just terrifying. So the security cameras in the subway were not working. I mean, you cannot make this stuff up. The security cameras, they literally had no ident- you know, ID on this suspect for hours because they had no way to find – they had to find some bystander who was taking a, a video on his phone because they literally – security cameras in the subway were not working. I mean, that's disgraceful. How many hours of precious time did they lose? And in the end, he basically gave himself up. This man, he was not even hiding. They're saying the, – the reports are that he called the cops on himself to report himself, and he certainly was – walking around very publicly. So the police were so lucky here on so many levels. Governor Kathy, Kathy Hochul held a press conference. I mean, she was she was incoherent. She gave no information. They literally didn't mention that he was black. They didn't mention that he was black. I, I, I suspect that they knew that he was black, and they just didn't want to mention it because fear of racism, which is just absurd, or they didn't know. I'm not sure which one is worse, but they gave no reassurance. I mean, the Democrat leaders in New York are just so incompetent clueless. I mean, they didn't have a description. They didn't have a motive. They, By the way, they said it, it was not a terror attack. Now he's been charged with terrorism. He's literally being charged in, in federal court with terrorism as the crime. But they, they, they told us how this was not a terrorist act. I mean, a man comes into this, like, what exactly is a terrorist act? A man comes into the subway with smoke grenades and he launches a smoke grenade. There's smoke everywhere. Then he starts to shoot 20 people. Like what? I understand he's not a he's not a radical Islamic. I understand he's not Al Qaeda or ISIS. But like, come on here! And the whole thing is a circus because the man was on the loose for thirty hours in New York City, and the police, you know, they, he basically essentially either turned himself in or, a, at best, he was walking around prancing around in broad daylight and. People noticed him and recognized him because they finally got a picture. And by the way, how did they even ID him without the security camera footage? He dropped his credit card. He had a credit card that he used to rent a U-Haul truck. He dropped his credit card in the subway station. He dropped his key to the U-Haul truck. What if he? So that's a, a, a major lucky break. Like, what if he had? And I generally have respect for the NYPD detectives, but this was like a circus. I mean, and uh, what what happens if he didn't accidentally drop his credit card and his key? Would they have been able? To ID him. And and the real story here is, as I said earlier, 
any 10-year-old, this man had this long criminal history. This is what's so outrageous is that people like this walk the streets thanks to the George Soros-funded DAs who are running cities like New York, St. Louis, Chicago, Philadelphia, L.A. I, I mean, it's just insane how they just these people have been convicted, have been arrested and convicted dozens of times. This man has been arrested so many times, like since the 1980s. He's just arrested. He goes to jail. He gets out. He goes to jail. He gets out. I mean, arrested again and again. They're not saying all the details, but I'm sure many, many convictions. And he had a YouTube channel. On this YouTube channel, he is spewing hatred. He's talking about how humanity needs to be exterminated. He's talking about how he has severe PTSD, severe mental illnesses, and he wants to shoot everybody, but he's afraid to go to jail, and he wants to kill everybody. He's threatening Mayor Eric Adams. He's saying vicious, hateful things. He's talking about Auschwitz. So, I mean, this man, I mean, severe, severe, severely deranged, and anybody who puts together the criminal history and watches the YouTube channel, again, I was not aware of it, but you're telling me law enforcement doesn't have a way to cross-reference and say, all right, let's look at all the people who have been arrested more than 10 times in New York City, and now let's look on social media and see if they're posting manifestos and spewing about hatred about how they want to exterminate humanity. Like, how many people are there like this? I don't even think you should ban them from YouTube and social media. I think that you should find them, use it, because they're you know, they're dumb enough to actually post this stuff on social media. Maybe they're not so dumb because nobody catches them, despite the fact that they're posting on social media that they want to basically shoot, 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 go into a subway and shoot up the subway station. So think about that. I mean, any 10-year-old looking at this person could easily say, listen, this is a, 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 a terrorist waiting to strike. I mean, this is a, a, a ticking time bomb. And by the way, the Democrats in New York State have not reformed the, ca- the no-cash bail law, which is allowing these criminals, these monsters, to literally walk the streets free. There was like a token change that was done. Governor Hochul, they gave judges more discretion. They've got to just repeal the, the, the bail law and start again. They have no cash bail. So for what they call a nonviolent offense, you must, must let the person walk and go free without bail. And nonviolent offenses include all sorts of things. It can include bank robbery, drunk driving. I mean, you're talking about bad, bad people who are being let out because of this law, and they barely changed it. They gave the judges more discretion. Big deal. I mean, most of these judges are radical leftists. They want the criminals to go free. So this is very, very disturbing. And uh, you know, meanwhile, George Soros and his daughter are reportedly funding 13 radical Democrats who are running for Congress uh, this coming November. So we are going to keep an eye on that. That's obviously terrifying if George Soros, in addition to the DAs in these cities around the country, if he starts taking over Congress. The state of California is trying to shrink the work week. This is unbelievable. Uh, they want to force big com- – California legislators are proposing – a bill which would force large companies to have a four-day work week rather than a five-day work week. So we're worried that people are being too productive, 40 hours a week. Oh, boy, that's just way too productive. We wouldn't want people to actually do, you know, actually work for five whole days a week. I mean, we don't want to drain people or anything. I mean, it's like it's like torture. It's like cruel and unusual punishment, actually making somebody work eight hours a day, five days a week with two days off in, in between. This is pure socialism. When they want to hurt these companies, crush productivity, for, for, literally force these large companies, it would be for 500 employees or more. California wants to make the work week a 32-hour work week. This is socialism. It's redistribution of wealth. What they want to do is they want to basically extort the companies to pay employees more money for less work and basically make the companies less profitable. This would drive businesses out of the state of California, obviously, but that's what California is trying to do, to make a four-day work week a state law, make it state law that it's a four-day work week, 
And this bill would make the official work week eight, uh, four days a week, 32 hours a week instead of five days a week. So for five, for companies with 500 employees or more, that would give higher raises and time and a half um, salary to any worker who goes over the 32 hours a week. So what are they doing? Think about this. You can't work four days a week. Big, these big companies, they can't have employees working like half the week, which is basically 40 hours, uh, 32 hours a week, four days a week, basically a little more than half the week, seven-day week. So they know people are going to work more. It's just a way of forcing the companies to actually pay these people even more money and hurt the you know and, and a cut into the company's profits. All right, so President Biden, as we told you, is ending Title Forty Two. And look at the hypocrisy here. Title Forty Two to end Title Forty Two, you're basically saying that COVID, the pandemic, is over because Title Forty Two that was put into place that you had these thousands of illegals coming across the border claiming asylum. Who it's, it's a bogus claim. They don't. They're not entitled to asylum, virtually all of them. So they said, listen, they're spreading COVID, so we got to keep them out. So Title 42 was passed, I guess, by Congress to basically say, all right, nobody can cross the border because of you're spreading COVID-19. So prevent illegals. I don't know what the parameters are, but most border crossers at the southern border are turned away. So Biden's saying we have to end Title 42. What's he saying? The only logic is uh, that – well, COVID, the pandemic is not a threat anymore, so why should we have Title 42? Because it's there to prevent COVID. But wait, you still need to wear masks on flights. As we told you, the CDC ruled that they've extended at least for two weeks, but watch it get extended even longer uh, when the two weeks are up. So they're extending the mask mandate on flights. Well, I thought COVID was over. Obviously, COVID is only over for illegals, but not for the rest of us. And by the way, Joe Biden extended the moratorium on student loan repayments. There's a freeze on student loan repayments since the beginning of the pandemic. So Biden extended that till August, as we we actually told you about. Ocasio was, was not happy because she said it's the uncertainty. It's not enough to just extend it. You have to tell people years in advance how long you're going to extend it for. Be happy you, that, that it was extended. Don't complain about the fact that they only extended it at the last minute. Give me a break. What are they supposed to do? How do they know how long COVID's going to last, which the truth is at this point anyway, do you know anybody who's really suffering because of COVID to the point where they can't pay back their student loans? The whole thing is it's just a joke. It's just it's just a sham. But here's the question. COVID is over for illegals, but it's not over for people on on airplanes. And 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 it's not over when it comes to extending the student loan freeze. I mean, talk about hypocrisy on the part of Joe Biden. Are we surprised? COVID is it's it's a convenience for Democrats when they want to use COVID to suit their agenda. They use COVID when they want. It's in their back pocket. When they want to ignore it, they ignore it. And by the way, get ready for a surge. Title 42 is not over for another few weeks. Biden has announced it's going to end, but it's going to end in, I think, May, May 23rd, I believe. And there's already 170,000 illegals who have amassed at the southern Mexican border, you know, with the U.S., they're waiting for Biden to to end the border restrictions. So they're literally sitting there waiting to pounce. And that's already just before, you know, weeks before, weeks before it's actually going into effect. And Congressman Andy Biggs of Arizona, Republican, says that this could allow 20 to 30,000 illegals to cross the border every single day. I mean, and, and, and he may have a point because they're literally they've been waiting. It, it's like they're chomping at the bit. You know, it's like they're these starving uh, you know, uh, dogs like waiting to kind of get their meat. You know what I'm saying? They're sitting there at the border, desperate for months, knowing that Biden sooner or later would come through and open the border like the good li- liberal socialist leftist that he is. 
so the CDC, as I said, uh, no, no, no need. You know, you, I'm sorry. They 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 have refused to end the mask mandate, so you still need to wear masks on flights. And what's incredible is airline CEOs have literally said that airplanes are the safest when it comes to spreading COVID. The air on airplanes, the filtration systems, make it extremely difficult for COVID to spread. And again, that's assuming that somebody on the plane actually has COVID. And, uh, you know, again, a lot of these people are vaccinated, but we know they can, it can still spread even despite being vaccinated. But the air filtration systems, you have CEOs of airlines saying, listen, you're not wearing masks on the ground. Airplanes in many ways are safer than being on the ground. But again, that would be following the science. I mean, again, air travelers and Three-year-olds in New York City—they're the only ones at this point who need to wear masks. It's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's ludicrous. And finally, Ocasio Cortez, she says that Republicans have no right to decide the definition of a woman. We know about—we know what, what we're referring to here. We know about Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson, who's not a biologist. I mean, it's a tough question. What's a woman? What's a woman? I, you know, I mean, uh, what's a car? Well, I don't know. I'm not a car mechanic. What's a what's what, what's a couch like? What's a house like? What's a lizard? How am I supposed to know what a lizard is? What, what do I look like a zoologist to you? So uh, anyway, so Ocasio says Republicans they don't have a right to decide what a woman is because Republicans they believe that corporations have the rights of people. So obviously Republicans don't understand. I, what is she actually said this? She actually said this. I'm going to read you the tweet here once again. Ocasio with just this just brilliant and ingenious, stunning comment here. Here's her quote, quote, how is it that the party who believes corporations are people are suddenly trying to police who is a woman and who is not? These are the same people who think Arby's is a legal human being. Arby's is a restaurant. I don't see them assigning gender to their shady little LLCs. Give me a break. So Ocasio is referencing the Supreme Court decision in the case of Citizens United. In Citizens United, that decision was that corporations have the right to free speech. The question was, can corporations create movies about political candidates um, because you people have a right to free speech. So you can't, you know, there was this political, you know, the, 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 without getting into too many details, campaign finance laws that put heavy restrictions on people's free speech. And the Supreme Court overturned some of McCain-Feingold of the campaign finance laws saying people have a right to free speech. Even if it's during a campaign, you can't control people's speech. And then they ruled that corporations also have a right to free speech because in that sense, a corporation is like a person. So let me read you a quote here. While corporations were found to have the right of free speech, they were not found to be entities that reflect biological gender. Indeed, Republicans would be the first to tell you a corporation is comprised of individuals, each of whom has a biological gender as determined by the reality of their own bodies. So essentially what they're saying is, listen, Ocasio, yeah, a corporation is an entity. A corporation has free speech. But that doesn't mean a corporation is human. You're getting a little confused. The corporation is comprised of individuals. That you, that has nothing to do with with a person just deciding, you know what, I want to be a woman today. I'll be a man tomorrow. I'll be an Asian today. I'll be Hispanic tomorrow. And then I can accuse everybody of prejudice. All right, that's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.